All right, welcome back to the big program. 901 in Edmonton. Kevin Carries along with Ladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. Time now for the uh, Puck Report, but brought to you by Fountain Tire. Uh, right now, during the road ready sales event, you can save up to 25% on select tires and a bonus of $50 on any service until October 21st. You can book your appointment at fountaintire.com. Some restrictions apply. We welcome in Patrick Johnson from the uh, province and the Vancouver Sun. Uh, Patrick, welcome to Sports 1440. How are things out in the West Coast? They're great. Uh, congratulations on the new station, Guy. Great, Guy, it's great to be here for the first time. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on. It's been a great month for sure, and uh, we love talking uh, Pacific Division hockey. Uh, watch the uh, Canucks and Oilers here when uh, it was a 5-2 final, and yeah. you know what? Uh I mean, Quinn Hughes, he just impressed the hell out of me again. Uh, I picked him to win the Norris Trophy this year. Uh, what can you say about the, the new captain and what he means to this franchise moving forward? I think the guy's on a mission. Um, it, it's really stood out how much he seems to be really taking on that captaincy role, uh, recognizing, I think, what else he can add to his game, just saying, I can have the puck even more than I have had in the past. I want to attack, attack, attack. Obviously, um, I, I think he he took, he's taken the sort of uh, questions, I guess is the best way to put it, uh, which I would say are only outside Vancouver. In Vancouver, we think of him as a top-notch defenseman and, and doing everything he needs to do in his own end. He's so effective. Um, but outside, I think that's sort of been a, a talking point. I think he's taking that kind of talking on as well. He just wants to be in that Kale McCarr class. Like, he just thinks, I am that good. I am that guy. And and certainly, yeah, as you said on Saturday night, you know he was he was the best player on the ice. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a less uh, less than usual uh, Oilers lineup, but uh, a, a team. You know, he he took the Canucks on his back. Said, "We're going to do this. This is what I'm going to do." And certainly, all all systems go for him in preseason already. Yeah, for me, uh, hi, Laddie here. Um, nice to meet hey, you. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it it feels like he's shooting the puck more this year. Yeah, it's way more. And uh, like yeah, la- last year, I'm gonna say Rasmus Dalin. He had a la- mm-hmm. few decent years, and then last year he took a step forward, and he was attacking and shooting more. And I see it like it's just preseason, obviously. But Quinn Hughes during the preseason, he at, like you said, he attacks. He's a threat. He shoots the puck way more than mm-hmm. the than the previous years. So I'm excited. I'm. I'm with Ke- I'm uh, I'm with Kevin. Mm. Like he, he's got a chance, chance to uh, be a threat for the Norris Trophy, and I I love the thinking that he he thinks of himself that he might be as good as Kale McCarr, and I don't see reason why not. See, he's got well, all well, the tools. If, if, I was gonna say if anybody knows you know how hard it is to add you know the offensive end when you're coming in from the blue line, you would right like yeah. It, it, it is exactly, yeah, Darlene is a great comparable, you know, obviously a couple of years younger, but um, a, a player that recognizes what else he can do and mm-hmm. is taking it on. And, uh, you know, we saw a lot at the end of last season, you know, where that leaves, he was clearly the captain. You know, I mean, obviously there's a leadership, you know, element in, in no matter who you are in a team, especially when you're a star, you know, the players look to you to lead the way, whether you have the C on your shirt or not. Um, uh, you know, Bo Horvat obviously took on a lot outside outside the dressing room. Was a, a sort of a public face, a public leader, and certainly in Vancouver, that's always been a big demand on the captaincy and uh, you know being sort of available at all times. And, and 
there's a long legacy of captains here who have been been sort of public role models um, for one way or another. You know, the, the, the sort of the counter that the person who struggled the most. Remember, let's not forget, Roberto Luongo was captain here for a couple seasons, but it was tough. He had a hard time dealing with that. Uh-huh. I think Hughes recognized that as the season wound to a close and became much more outspoken and willing to speak up on issues, whether it was on ice or things like Pride Night. Um, you know, following, I mean, obviously, I think he probably followed Connor McDavid's lead on that one, mm-hmm. but just speaking up, saying these are things that are important. And then at the end of the year, you know, after a, what was another disappointing season, was the guy that took the mic uh, and spoke to the fans after the last home game and just said, you know, sir, thank you. We want to do better next year. And even in that moment, you could see this is a person that's stepping forward, that's taking something on. And in that, that last home press conference, I asked Rick Tockett, I said, do you think he's a captain? He said he certainly has all the qualities. And, mm-hmm. and that's been a track, you know, in a similar vein, that this is a player that says, okay, I recognize I can do more. There's more to me than what I've been so far, and I'm going to go do it. Patrick Johnson from the province and Vancouver Sun Post Media joins us on the Kevin Carey Show with Ladislav Schmid, Sports 1440. How was that captainship received by veterans like uh, J.T. Miller, uh, Brock Bezer, uh, Tyler Myers? Uh, can you kind of speak on that dynamic? I, I think, uh, you know, we all know that, you know, you spend some time in the room, you know, the personalities and and uh, it, it, it's a, from that standpoint, it's been it's a very strong, supportive group. I, I You know, you mentioned you led with D.T. Miller. Obviously, he's got that reputation for being outspoken, for being brash, for being loud, something he knows himself and, you know, has spoken certainly the last couple of seasons about recognizing he needs to sort of find a, find a bit of an even keel on that sometimes. Um, but But he's a guy that you know, I talked to him about this, and I had a story uh, um, late last week about this. And he, you know, he said, "Listen, we're very different people. Quinn is much more contemplative. You know, speaks when he has to, but not if he doesn't want to." I, I think he's he's found a way. You know, my impression is certainly talking to these guys is that yeah, he's found a way to to, to sort of rec- or he certainly has recognized that there are more moments that he should be raising his voice, and that was something he started doing last year, and all the players commented on it. I think they, in many ways, are. <laughs> there's a certain element of relief that they don't have to do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think I wrote a story at the end of the season about who's going to be the next uh, NHLPA rep, and it was certainly, you know, there was, you know, Miller and Myers were two guys. Well, I've already kind of done that, haven't I? Um, you know, I think there is an element to you recognize that when you play in a Canadian market, a busy Canadian market like Vancouver, that, that there are a lot more sort of expectations. And. These guys love living here. They love being here, but they also, you know, if they don't have to talk, they'd rather not. And I think we can probably appreciate that. Um, but yeah, in the end, all these guys are very pleased. They're very pleased to see, you know, one of the two best, best players on the team, him and Elias Pettersson. They're very pleased to see Hughes take on the role and take on the mantle. I think they, they everyone involved would view it as, as overall a positive sign of, uh, of, of growth for a team that knows they need to do more. I mean, Thatcher Demko as well, one of the other two players that sort of identified as a strong leader on this team, said it's kind of make or break this year for this group. These guys have been together for a few years. They've disappointed. 
you know, there were, you know, obviously off ice, off ice things that played into that. The the COVID, you know, obviously mm-hmm. COVID pandemic cutting back on budgets and things like that. But you know, last year they really believed they were going to be a playoff team. They got off to a terrible start. Their fo- coach got fired second year in a row. They've gotten off to mm-hmm. a terrible st- start and had their coach fired. Um, you know, if they're not going to make the playoffs this year, that you know, are, are they ever? And is this team ever going to stay together? So I think they, they look at this as being the right choice at the right time. Uh, and certainly the, the, the kind of move that they think will help them make the big step forward that they need to take. So uh, what are the expectations for the team? That would be my first question. And the second one, where do you see their strengths and where are their weaknesses? Well, I, I think it's, you look at uh, you look at the division and, and they want to be a team that's you know competing. They want to be there with Edmonton. They want to be there with Vegas. Uh, they want to be there with LA, I would say. But do you think they are capable of doing that? Well, that's the great question. I think I, I certainly think at the top end, the talent is there. Um, Elias Pettersson, uh, you know, I talked to him yesterday. He he's playing with a stiffer stick. He feels stronger. You know, he thinks he can sh- his shot. He can. He scored thirty nine goals. You sit there, you wonder if he wants. You know, thinks he can score fifty. Um, they they need a better power play. Rick Tockett has talked about that. They certainly on paper have a very good power play, but you know he's he's drawing he's drawing inspiration from how important Edmonton's power play has been. Obviously, doesn't have Connor McDavid, doesn't have Leon Draisaitl, but he looks at the likes of Miller and Pedersen and Hughes and Besser and and Andre Kuzmenko. Uh, you know the the talent is there for them to be, but that they still have to do it. You know, and then of course at the other end of the ice, which is the storyline for the last two years, is can they can they finally fix their penalty killing. Their penalty killing has been basically league worst the last two years, all-time bad at times uh, when you look at their their, their, their low success rate. Uh, they, they need better penalty killing, and that ties into just being better defensively, and that's why they signed Carson Soucy and, and Ian Cole. And they believe that Thatcher Demko will be bounced back to the player they had in the second half, not the player they had in the first half. So, I mean, that's a lot of ifs, right? Yeah. And Jim, Jim Rutherford opened up... Um, training camp at a press conference basically saying guys listen i recognize that that we need everything to go right that i'm not happy that we're still in that position where we can't really necessarily absorb any things that go you know right you know left or right that we have to find a way to keep going straight down the middle um and so that's it yeah can they do it i i, I mean <laughs> selfishly i think they can realistically you know you we've we've seen this story so many times where they've come in with high hopes and while you know the reality is the division is tougher right like edmonton's better like vegas is vegas uh la you've got to think is going to be better and that's already three spots right there i i do wonder about seattle whether they can repeat um you know you wonder about calgary but then there's the central division right like they're going to be on the bubble um i think realistically uh, and and you know if they're not even on the bubble by the deadline, I mean everything's going to get blown up. This is going to be a tough a tough place to be. I think if you're a player, if you're a fan, if you're a reporter, it's going to be very tough to make the playoffs for sure uh, for several yeah. teams. We've got Patrick Johnson from the Province and Sun uh, guesting with us, Carrie Schmid on uh, Sports fourteen forty. So in your article, when you're talking about uh, Elias Pettersson's uh, changing his flex, I'm going to ask yeah. Laddie. I'm going to ask Laddie this first, and then you can kind of pony on what. Uh, Elias told you, uh, so he pon- he, uh, he 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 changes flex laddie from uh, eighty seven to ninety five. So, what is that a lot, laddie, in, uh, from a player's perspective? And then uh, you can jump in, Patrick, and uh, kind of speak to what uh, Pedersen said. Go ahead, laddie. 
Oh. <laughs> I mean, you you blasted some howitzers in your day, so yeah. I mean. Well, for a slap shot, I think I think it's better for okay. for wrist shot. You know, hard to say. Hard to say, but for he likes to he likes to pound the one timers right. So I mm-hmm. think it could help him with a harder shot. But I guess yeah. I guess I guess we'll see. But that's that's that would be that would be it, right? On the power play on that uh, right flank, he's yeah. ready ready to shoot and. He already has an yeah. amazing shot, <laughs> so I don't know how much better can 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 get, but uh, yeah, I I think he is capable of scoring fifty goals. Patrick, I, I, uh, no, sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh yeah, Spears. Yeah. Uh, I I like watching him. Mm-hmm. He's so smooth. He's he's uh, he's another player that I like really like and enjoy watch. He's really really good. Patrick, what did uh, what did Pedersen kind of say about changing his uh, stick pattern to you? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Laddie's right. The obvious thing is is getting a heavier, I think, one timer, and certainly him, you know, still is going to be mostly on the right flank on the power play. They they have talked about moving a lot more, getting guys rotating around a lot more, um, but but Pedersen mostly is going to be on the, uh, you know, he might end up sort of a bit of a point because they want Hughes moving more. I think is part of this story. Mm-hmm. They just think that the way that Hughes attacks. You know, as we said off at the topic, he's trying to attack with sort of a more dynamic approach to everything. Um, I think they think that that will open up more space. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a clear just one timer power element here. You know, as I noted in the story, it makes precision. You know, your wrist shot, which he has a good one. Um, it's it is a tougher challenge. I think the other underrated element in this, and he hasn't talked a lot about it, but people have noticed he's he obviously has gotten has is taking a big approach to faceoffs. He, you know, he's never been a terribly strong mm. faceoff player. He was a little better last year, um, but in previous seasons, you know, there was to the point where often he would be on the ice, say with JT Miller, and he would actually line up as a winger and, and essentially move more into sort of the, the sort of more traditional center role, but 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 not always, you know, lining up in the middle. You know, I think winning faceoffs, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, not every faceoff matters, but some matter more than others. And, and I think he takes a lot of pride just in the overall sort of uh, expectations there. So I think, I think some of that, too, is just having a bit of a strong, stouter stick, a bit stronger to sort of to, to win those draws, I think might be some of that element, too. But, but I think the, the overall picture, I think, is that this is a player that, um, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing yeah. standing next to him. You know, he was a guy that's grown up and is, is very much in his sort of man-strength body now. He's a big, strong guy. He's not this slight player that people used to ask questions about For sure. uh, when he was first drafted and certainly when he first came into the league. Patrick Johnson from the province, Vancouver Sun, along with Carrie Schmid, Sports 1440. Um, Laddie thinks that Pedersen can score 50. What about Andre Kuzmenko? <laughs> the Waffle Boy. 39 yeah. last year. I mean, you call you like the Waffle Boy, Laddie? I, I think he can be really good. Yeah. Can he get and 52? He, I mean, there's a that's a... If he got down on chocolate and waffles, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, he's he's not an exciting player to watch. Uh, honestly, like you have a lot of good pieces. Yeah. And you mentioned yeah. uh, you talk about the power play, right? Like they want to be like uh, Edmonton Oilers. Um, but when I watch Edmonton's power mm-hmm. play, yeah, they have their their usual spots where they set up. Yeah. But when it's too staticky, kind of like when it's like nothing is going on they start moving around and that's when they get really dangerous and yeah. a couple of years ago when yeah. Colorado won the Stanley Cup it was the same thing they have a hell of a power, power play but yeah. they could recognize when the, when the things are not going well they start moving Mekinen and Rantanen and Makar they start going low high and it's like so confusing mm-hmm. for the PK 
So if if they they obviously Vancouver have this similar talent mm-hmm. like those two teams like on that first power play. So I I don't see a I don't see a reason that they couldn't do the same thing. Patrick, quick comment on on uh, Andre Kuzmenko. Yeah, I mean Kuzmenko, you know, obviously scored at an incredible rate last year. I don't know if it's a, sh- a shooting percentage that can really be repeated, but his ability was built on quick hands, ability to finish in tight. Um, you know, one of the things he had said last year coming out of coming out of training camp was he was excited to sort of uh, he, he was excited by how close you are to the net the moment you win a board battle. You know, just because you're not as far away as you are on a, on a larger ice surface, and, you know, you'd, like you've been in the KHL, and and he definitely quickly adjusted to that, and he was very good at getting on top of the net, getting on top of the puck, getting those chances in tight. A, a very effective player on the power play. Uh, because of that, uh, the Canucks are again looking. You know, he's been sort of standard was him working the net front guy. But now that they they've lost Bo Horvat, who had been so good in in the, in the bumper, um, they're moving guys around. And so we saw Kuzmenko score a goal on Saturday from the slot on the power play. Now, obviously, again that was preseason, yeah. but but there was an element you can see there what they're trying to go. Can he score fifty? I mean, if he's playing on a line with Elias Pettersson, I'm not sure there's enough shots for both of them to score fifty. You know, there's only so many shots you can take in a game. But certainly he's a guy that the Canucks need to have another 30-goal season. Would love to see the kind of production they had last year. Um, I, I, it's a big year for him. He's got a new contract. He spent all offseason. You know, he didn't go. None of the Canucks' Russians went back to Russia. He went to hmm. spend the offseason mostly in Bali, of all places, but brought a chef, brought a, 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 a skating coach, brought, brought a personal trainer. Worked on all that stuff. Was there for six weeks. Was having living his life, having a great time. Tra- he loves traveling, um, but he came back fitter, leaner. You know, yeah, the waffles are out, the chocolates out, um, and, and it's just come back in a way that really impressed me. You know, the Canucks were very nervous when he mm-hmm. told them his plan for the off season. But realistically, what are you going to do if you're not going to be able to go home? Um, and then, you know, he was in Miami skating to finish up the season, skating with a bunch of Russians players. Well, he told me he's not, you know, I know a lot of Russians seem to like Miami. He told me it's not for him. He likes Bali better. He likes Vancouver. He loves, he loves sort of the outdoors. He loves being able to get outside. Doesn't like the heat so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's come in. He knows, he recognizes how that sort of everything yeah. went right for him last year. And that, that, uh, that this year he needs to almost double down on his preparation, be even, even more prepared than he was last year. Uh, hey, Patrick, thanks for spending some time for this uh, with us this morning. I mean, the Canucks are going to be exciting to watch. We're looking forward yeah. to it. Thanks, thanks for yeah, doing take this. Take care, guys. All right. Thank you, Patrick. That's Patrick Johnson from the uh, Vancouver province. <laughs> and son, for our puck report brought to you by Fountain Tire. Once the weather hits seven degrees for seven days, it's a good time to get your tires changed. When we come back, Luke Pierce from the Edmonton Oil Kings will join Carries and Schmied on on Sports 1440. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the big program. 925 in the City of Champions. Kevin Carries, Ladislav Schmid, Sports 1440. Time to go in the community with uh, Hockey Days at United Sport and Cycle. As we go in the community with United Sport and Cycle, uh, Hockey Days is on at United Sport and Cycle where you can save up to 35% off. Uh, United Sport and Cycle, your home of hockey for over 95 years as we welcome in Edmonton Oil Kings coach uh, Luke Pierce. Uh, Luke, welcome to uh, Sports 1440. Kevin Carries and your old buddy Ladislav Schmid. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate uh, having me on. I had to... I just see or hear this uh, lot of uh, Smeet thing for real, so I'm <laughs> excited to be on here and uh, uh, see how this goes. Well, Laddie's got a comment for you about something about the bench here this year. 
It's about the fashion. I, I think hiring Kyle Chiptura, the fashion on the bench really went downhill. So, <laughs> Especially for a search, nobody holds him accountable now. So hopefully he can, he can pick it up a little bit. Well, fa- fashion was never our strong suit, laddie. You took it to another level. Well, I, I, I made you better, though, guys. Now we are slacking again. So I have to show up more often. Was, was laddie taking you, you guys on the road and into the, the, the men's stores, or what was he doing? Well, he wouldn't share any of his secrets, so um, we were trying to take tips, but I don't know, Serge took it to another level with a base suit at one point, and that laddie shot that down, so we'll have to have, uh, maybe we could work that into the show somehow, some recommendations on sportswear for the Oil King staff. Yeah. What sure. about, you know, what's, I always say, um, when coaches are behind the bench, especially in all the Western Hockey League arenas, AJHL, the footwear is so critical. Because it's cold some places, sometimes it's not. What do you guys do for that? Like, what? Give us a little perspective on that. Yeah, I wish there was a uh, something a little better. I, I don't have the budget like Laddie to, to buy <laughs> enough, enough shoes to to have comfort and warmth. But you're right; it's uh, the feet take a beating over the course of the year, and especially when you you get into some of these buildings that are that are real cold. So we're uh, we're pretty lucky at Rogers, but uh, there's some other ones that yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, just your standard, you know, dress shoes that uh, don't exactly give you the best of both comfort and warmth. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, I do have a lot of pairs of shoes. They were commenting on it a lot. I think I own now it's close to ninety pairs of shoes. What? Yeah, I collect shoes. Oh man, yeah, unbelievable. How did you keep? How did you put up with this guy, uh, Luke? Oh, there, yeah. Wow. There was, he was a, a great distraction on days uh, when we needed it, and it was a long year last year, so having Lottie around was certainly uh, uh, certainly made our days a lot better. Yeah, we love Thank him you. in here for sure. So I uh, just get back from a, a little two-gamer in uh, Saskatoon and Prince Albert. Uh, just kind of touch on that uh, quick road trip, Luke. Yeah, I know. It was uh, real, real successful in Prince Albert. Um, really tough building to win in, and and place to play and um you know we we managed to, to shut them out and i thought played really well kind of start to finish and great effort from colby hay and um but i, I think a really good response even though we won uh, at home here sunday before we left we weren't overly happy with the way we finished the game out so a uh, good response from our group and a little slower start yesterday in, in saskatoon and uh another really good performance from logan cunningham and that kept us in the game and um, managed to get out to a lead, but fell behind after some some power play goals we gave up, and then uh, guys fought back, tied it in the third, and then I thought just kind of ran out of gas, and we played three and four nights and travel in there, and um, you know again, real good Saskatoon team that was pretty hungry, I think, coming off of a, a tough game in Calgary. So rolled in here about four thirty this morning, and um, and then yeah, just. Uh, Probably would still be sleeping if it wasn't for the opportunity to, to join you guys here. So, sorry to wake you up, but uh, I, I watch I watch both of the games, and uh, you know, I'm I'm honestly I know I know it's in the early in the season, but uh, this team looks much better. They play like a team since the game one. I I, I think you were building something special, and I, I think you were building the winning winning culture again, and guys are buying into it. You know, the first first game on the road in uh, Prince Albert, that was great effort for 60 minutes. Um, then yesterday, you know, I, I thought it was a slower start, but it's kind of expected when you play back-to-back with travel. But you, you fell behind 3-1, and the team fought back to make it 
3-3 and and Kani was really good and then you know obviously the fourth goal he probably wished to, to have it back maybe but uh I thought overall it was a really good road trip it, and it shows the team team is well built and we, you know still missing a couple pieces right or three guys basically your number one cinnamon Nasher is out Wally is out and the team is still still playing pretty good so uh, how happy are you where you at right now yeah no thanks a lot I, I agree with you I think the the mindset is different and I think it's a really good combination of the guys returning from last year that um, had a good summer I think spent some time thinking about you know in order to change their results they had to change some of their approaches and and then you combine that with uh, some of the guys that, that that Kurt's brought in here, um, you know, both first-year players and, and veteran guys alike. With you know Mark Lajoie and Aiden Linke has been a just an absolute stud for us early on, and and uh, I think you know like you combine the guys that have something to prove with guys who come in here excited to be in our environment, and uh, it's been a good recipe. And you know we've we've gotten good goaltending early and. Um, but the biggest thing, like you, you mentioned, I think is just the resiliency of the group, like yesterday, to, to be down 3-1 on the road and would have been easy, I think, to just, well, let's put this one behind us and move on. But they fought back and they mm-hmm. played really well. I mean, I think uh, overall kind of dominated the third period. So yeah. we're happy and, and we'll certainly be excited to get Gavin Hodden. I mean, mm-hmm. missing arguably your best offensive player mm-hmm. for the start of the year and uh, and Ty Nash would be a huge addition for us when he's healthy. And you know, we missed Nathan Pilling last night. He was, yeah. you know, suffering some some soreness. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they've they've kind of had a lot of adversity handed to them early, and have uh, have handled it really well. Where are you at with Gavin Hodnett? Because watching him last year, he was just such a uh, a smart player, good with the puck, moves it so well, uh, moves in and out of the the scoring areas. Uh, where are you at with him uh, as uh, coming back, uh, and and how 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 far along is he uh, to get to get back in the lineup? Yeah, he's really close. He skated all week and uh, felt good. I we're hopeful that we'll see him at some point over the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, if not, it would be right after that, but. There's a, there's a possibility we see him as early as uh, as Saturday, and it'll be a yeah a tremendous boost to our lineup. I mean, he's just such a smart player and um, makes things happen all over the ice. And I think he you know he drives a lot of what we do, uh, not just offensively, but with our competitiveness. So um, we're excited just for him more so than anything. I know how much work he put into his, his off season and uh, to see it derailed early on in the year was, was unfortunate, but he's put a lot of work in to, to get himself probably back earlier than anyone expected. Yeah, I, uh, I I skated Hots the other day and he looks pretty close to be ready and I just I just uh, love working with guys like that. that. That kid is so determined. He knows what he wants. He wants to get better every day, every practice. It's it's a pleasure to be on ice mm-hmm. with him. Um, I was going to ask you uh, about uh, Adam. How happy are you with him and, and Litke kind of having some chemistry there? Yeah, that's been... I mean, we knew Adam was going to be good. We didn't think he'd be able to handle as much as he has this mm-hmm. early. But once you meet him, and Laddie, you know so well with him having spent some time with you, just how mature he is. And mm-hmm. um, you can you can just talk to him about subtle changes on the ice and he he does it right away. He knows what you're talking about. You don't have to draw it out or 
get into video or anything with him. You can just talk and, and he picks it up. And, um, you know, it reminds me a little bit like with Gavin last year, we tried to protect him early on and not put him in tough situations and hard matchups. And, but he just kept like overachieving and we thought, let's just throw everything at him and see how he does. And, mm-hmm. and with Adam Yucko, it's the same thing. It's, we, thought about early on trying to protect his matchups and get him comfortable to the Western League and but uh now he's kinda there's nothing yet that he hasn't been able to handle and him and Aiden have found that chemistry like you mentioned and I thought they were brilliant yesterday and did everything they could to try and uh, get us back in the game. Our guest on the Kevin Carey Show, Sports 1440 with Ladislav Schmid, is uh, Edmonton Oil Kings head coach Luke Pierce as we go in the community for United Sports and Cycle. Um what has it been like for you, Luke, uh, after being an assistant for a few years and you work under Brad Lauer and you go on a on a great playoff run in 21-22? You guys had an exceptional team. You know it's a cyclical business in the junior ranks in the Western League. You know when you come back last year as head coach, uh, when Brad Lauer moves on to Winnipeg, that you know, you're know you going to be in for some tough times. I couldn't have been more impressed with you and uh, Kurt Hill at the end of the season last year with how you guys had your final media availability. Uh, We were in one of the rooms there just across the hallway from uh, the dressing room at Rogers, and the two of you guys just, you, you, you worded it so well about what you guys had to do to kind of, you know, get through the season, through some tough times. So what was it like personally for you all of last season and then now moving forward this year to see... You know, those tough times, now we're moving it in to some positive times results-wise. Yeah, no, thanks, Kevin. I think it's uh, challenging, there's no question. And, you know, I think uh, we we were fully prepared for what we were going to have to go through. Um, the extent of the adversity our group went through last year, I wasn't prepared for. And there was just a lot of everything that could have gone wrong early went wrong. We lost some really key players and um, I had been a part of uh, a similar style of rebuild in my time in Kootenai as a head coach. So I kind of knew what we were getting into, but even when you're prepared for it, it's, it's not fun and there's some tough days and, you know, we're a lot like players when you're, when you're losing, you lose confidence a little bit, you start to question and doubt yourself. But uh, I think to your point at the end of the year, it's, it's knowing that you're surrounded by, by really good people and a good staff and you know Kurt and I have a really good relationship uh we were very honest with one another throughout the course of the year but supportive of each other and and I think that's what you know allowed us to kind of get to the end and and understand that you know there was a process we were undertaking and we had hopefully gone through the worst part of it so um you know having the people around that are help make work better you know in Surge and, and Laddie and the other guys that we had you know our, our training staff and Rogan Dean and Jimmy McKnight I mean we were a very united front there at the rink and it certainly made it easier but it's there's some tough days it's not fun and um, you know I think coaches probably take it harder than mm-hmm. the players most times and um, it was uh, making things like this year with the type of group we have just that much more exciting to be working with guys who uh, who want to be there and want to get better. So, Laddie, to build off of that, uh, to see when you were there last year to help uh, everybody kind of through with your expertise, uh, what did you see, you know, to kind of get through those dark times to get to where the team is now? Well, for me, so first first year of kind of coaching and development role, yeah. um, 
didn't know what to expect, but didn't expect that we, you know, I knew this the, about the cycle, yeah. and I knew it's gonna be a tough year, but you don't expect it to be as hard, you know. And I took it a little too much, too hard, I guess at times. But um, this kind of turnaround and this second year and what I'm seeing so far, it just speaks a lot about about uh, the people that work there, mm-hmm. the coaching. I mean, the coaching staff, the the trainers, and everybody. Everybody is on the same page, and you know. Not all of us or all of them gonna agree, but it was always open conversation. And just to speak a little bit on on Kurt and Luke, like for me, Kurt is very intelligent guy. He knows the game very well, and I I think we're gonna be seeing him at NHL level. Yeah, I do too. Pretty soon. And for Luke, I cannot say enough good things. He's not he's not like one of those uh, old school dinosaur coaches. You know, Luke is willing to. Uh, evolve with the game you know it's it's not his way or no way mm-hmm. he's open you know like i said you're not gonna agree with everything that everybody says but he's all he always opened the conversation and uh kind of let other people on the on the topic and i i really enjoy working with with luke still mm-hmm. uh with serge with all of them with kurt and yeah. as a same same for Luke. Like I think with his determination and uh, willingness to get better and understand uh, the game better and better and evolving. Like I, I think we might be seeing him at the, at the mm. pro level pretty soon as well. Well, I hope your health's okay, Luke, because that was kind of like a eulogy that Laddie just gave you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I cannot say enough good things about them. You know, like they they were there for me and they taught me a lot of things about about uh, hockey, about junior hockey, about like like everything. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was it, it's it's still a great experience for me. So uh, uh, you've got uh, six games, six home games straight up right here. Luke starting Saturday. That's correct, and then Monday. Uh, kind of run us yeah. through this little homestand that you got. Yeah, it's a really odd schedule here this year, and I think just with the availability at uh, Rogers mm-hmm. and with what's going on, we ended up with a yeah, really kind of a strange one. So we got Saturday here at home with Prince Albert, and then uh, a Monday noon Thanksgiving Day uh, uh, tilt with Lethbridge, and we've already played them twice at home, and this will be the last time we see them here in Edmonton. So it's a little bit of a, like I said, a really strange kind of way to kick off uh, off the year but be important stretch for us here we've we've got to try and uh, you know put some points in the bank while we are at home and it's going to be a tough second half with our travel and um, I think just trying to stay focused you know short term here right now with the group but uh, like I said we're 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 excited so far and we know we've uh, we've got some bright days ahead with this uh, with this young team and um, excited to to get back at it on Saturday. Yeah, and and that uh, the West Coast trip is the BC division this year, correct? Yeah, that's correct. We head out there right after Christmas. Uh, we'll start up in Prince George and kind of meander our way. We've got a a strange random kind of pop down into Everett for one game oh, with yeah. Win, with Win, Winnipeg moving over Wenatchee. They had to find some makeup games throughout the schedule for all the Eastern teams. So ours is a, is a quick trip down from Victoria into Everett as we work our way back up into the interior in BC and, and finish off uh, mm-hmm. in Kelowna and um, kind of kick off our new year on the road. So it'll be uh, 
uh, an exciting trip for a lot of guys heading back out there. You'll you'll not getting to play there very often. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, good luck this weekend, starting with the uh, Prince Albert Raiders on uh, Saturday night, and then this uh, road trip uh, or this uh, homestand, and then the uh, the road trip coming up. Uh, wish you all the best. You're off to a good start this year, and thanks for coming on with uh, myself and Laddie. Thanks, yeah, Luke. thanks, Kevin. I appreciate you having me, and take care, of Laddie, for us. Huh? Uh, we're excited to. to <laughs> hear them I'm, I'm surprised we've gotten through without a lot of beeps so far so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> well i mean he's just worried about his 90 pairs of shoes luke <laughs> yeah it's a lot to keep track of no we're uh, we're proud of lottie and, and we love him and uh, take good care of him you betcha we thank will. you look all right that's uh, in the community for united sport and cycle uh some great comments uh, and uh, thanks to for Kelly Hodgson coming aboard from United Cycle and Sports uh, uh, so um, when we come back we've got some comments from uh, Laddie's old buddy the Stammer the, the Hammer sorry the Hammer not the Stammer the Hammer because uh, doesn't look like Laddie's making it to Thursday hockey today no, no. Oh, that's too bad well uh, we're going to check in with the Hammer uh, when we come back on the Kevin Carey Show Sports 1440 with Ladislav Schmid Welcome back to the big program, uh, 9.47. Let's kind of mop things up with Ladislav Schmid. Uh, comes in every morning on Thursdays, 8 to 10. Uh, Laddie, the, the hammer has been on you. Again, last week he was on you. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I still don't know who it is because he's probably too scared to... To say that stuff, yeah. and you know. So, for those of the of you that don't know or uh, haven't been listening on the Thursdays, um, the Hammer has been, we think, playing hockey with Laddie Schmid on Thursdays well, at Nisqy. Playing, playing hockey. We don't know with, who he is, right? Well, there's not too many good. Okay. Yeah. So obviously you got another commitment today, so we can't make it to Thursday hockey. We have we have I have players meetings with our yeah. academy. Okay. I'm gonna be in the in the building, but you know the the head coach I'm co- coaching with set up these meetings, so right. I cannot make it to shinny hockey. So the hammer text in a little while ago. Uh, looks like Laddie had to call in sick to shinny this week. Uh, Kevin, <sighs> seeing as the studio is at West Edmonton Mall, maybe send him shopping for a set of hands <laughs> for next week. That's a good one. <laughs> so I also said I, I have a charity. Yeah. Charity tonight. Okay. Um, oh, what I'm is ga- it? I'm yeah. going to be modeling. Footwear? No, no. <laughs> well, Underwear. I was hoping for underwear modeling, but no, it's, it's a full suit. Sorry. Okay. Well, what's I don't, this, okay. What's this all it's, about? It's for Down syndrome okay, fundraiser. Great. So I'm, let, I'm excited. Finally, somebody recognized my talent yeah. so I can be model. So tell us a little about this charity. What's going on tonight? Where is it at? Uh, it's at uh, Allard's Hall. Okay. Um, it starts at 745 with a fashion show. Okay. I'm going to be uh, a wearing a suit yeah. and modeling on... On the uh, stage, I guess. Well, I'm, got, I'm going going on the, to rehearsal at three thirty. Okay, and so what kind of suit is it? Your own suit? They're no, getting, no, they're, no. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Dirk, can I say it? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, for sure. Mr. Dirk, they uh, I had a fitting the other day, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's nice blue bluish uh, suit, like the. They, they it, had it, to it, let the shoulders out in that suit, didn't they? Yeah, uh, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's for a great cause, so I didn't think about it twice. Right, you for know, sure. And, you know, I spent a few years working with Joey Moss. Yes. I love that guy, yeah. you know. Uh, 
miss him dearly. Mm-hmm. So it was no brainer. Um, and like like I said, I can only do one charity a day. Real right, huh? shinny hockey's out. Shinny hockey's out. So yeah. then that's my charity work every Thursday, playing playing hockey against Hammer, I guess. So the Hammer then, okay. So he sent that one in, and we didn't get time to talk about it because we had other guests, and we have other things then to talk about the Hammer. So then we got on um, uh, Patrick Johnston to talk from the Vancouver Canucks, <laughs> talking about Elias Pettersson's flex yeah. in his stick. Then the Hammer decides to come back because we haven't talked about him yet. Uh, Flex never mattered to Laddie because he couldn't put the puck in an ocean, LOL. <laughs> it's coming from the guy who never played, yeah. probably, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, you know, it could be Belzy, maybe. Some hurt feelings there. Like, he, he was telling me in the you locker know what? he wasn't happy. We got to do a deeper dive into this hammer guy. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't want to accuse Belzy, though. He's a hell of a guy. Hopefully, is, it's not yeah. him. Wouldn't but, it be something if he's got like a burner account to send this in while you're on? Oh yeah, I would. I would probably. Yeah, I would probably lose a lot of respect for him. <laughs> he cannot take a chirp. But um, no, it's. Uh, I like the little battle, but hopefully, I'm gonna find out uh, who who that guy is. But yeah, um, I, I my flex was like 105. Really? Yeah, I know Sheldon Surrey had like crazy flex. I I tried to flex the stick. Yeah. I don't think I'm. I'm a pretty strong guy, and yeah. I couldn't flex it. And and he would go. He would play one game with a stick, and mm-hmm. he's like, ah, "I need a new one. It's too soft." And I'm like, "I would try to flex it. It wouldn't move." Hmm. And, and he had a rocket. Uh, yeah, rocket. Uh, Zdeno Chara, same thing, right? Same thing. Yeah, they, they have super stick, super yeah. stiff sticks. It's I, my st- my stick was pretty stiff, mm-hmm. but compared to to Shelley, it was insane. So for you, you needed that flex. You the battles in front of the net corners. You you want to have make sure that you're not. Uh, you can break some backs. Yeah, yeah. You want to have that. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Well, now now you cannot cross check anybody, right? Like you have to tip it over on the guys uh, in front of the net. So. Yeah, uh-huh. but back, yeah, 10, 15, 20 years ago, there were some, like when uh, watching, I, I think it was a battle between uh, Chris Pronger, yeah. I think he was in Philadelphia and Bufflin was in Chicago. Was it uh, Stanley Cup final? I'm pretty sure. I think it was Stanley Cup final, but Pronger was just... Reefing on him. Reefing on him. And it was like an old school play of hockey, just like any other guy would have probably... Three three back surgeries, but Buffalo was taking it. Um, did you ever use the aluminum sticks like Smitty? Then Smitty had with the wooden blade a little bit. I did when I was younger. Uh, not a huge fan, but I uh, I play with wooden sticks yeah. until until like a Czech brand wooden sticks until my first World Juniors under twenty. So I was seventeen. Mm-hmm. I showed up to, uh, to under twenty, and everybody had the the whole pieces or, yeah. or those aluminum sticks. And I showed up there, and those sticks were heavy. <laughs> but but they made me because because the the Czech brand wasn't part of the IIHF. Okay, I had to spray it over with a with the paint, so it got even even heavier. Oh my god. What? Kids, kids don't re- realize no, what they, they have don't. these days. So the first time that you uh, put a graphite stick in your hands, what was that feeling? You must have went, what the heck is that? I can't even feel anything. Yeah, I can't. You would have to beep me. I was like, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Like, what is this? Where was this my whole life? Yeah. But sometimes I think about the wooden sticks. Like, I, I, the feel of the puck was a little bit different mm-hmm. with that, you know? Um. What if you had to pay for your own sticks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you know what? Like growing up, yeah. growing up and like playing junior in, in Czech, you would get you would get two types of sticks for the whole team, two curves, and you had to pick one, mm-hmm. and then you would have only two sticks to play with. So it was tight. And then like if you would like smash the stick yeah. because you were mad, the coach would be like, "Well, I'm not giving you a new one." Yeah. You know, you know. Um, when you left, when you retired, even in Czech, did you you got a few bundles? Did you take? You yeah, know, they, they gave me a, they gave me a bundle, but I think I set the record because I'm pretty hot headed. So the trainers kept one stick that I broke in five pieces. Yeah, in, in between the shifts, I always like when I was too heated, I would leave the bench in our in our home ring yeah. into the hallway, and there was like a nice little doorway, and I would just go bananas. <laughs> so this one stick, usually they they would say. Most players just pounded once or like mm-hmm. into three pieces. They never seen five pieces of the stick. Even like the little pieces on top, they, yeah. they were amazed. So they kept it and they, they have it somewhere <laughs> stored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing stuff. So uh, big night tonight. Tell, tell us a little more about just a, a, as your parting shot here as you're leaving uh, the studios, a little mo- bit more about tonight. Where are you going to be? What's it for? Uh, great cause again. It's a fundraiser for a Down Syndrome um, Society. Uh, um, it's at uh, a large hall. It's a fashion show. I'm gonna be one of the models. Finally, yeah. <laughs> my God. <laughs> at <laughs> least, at least you're not like uh, Costanza being a hand model in Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it starts at 7:45. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good time for a great cause. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm very excited for we that. Wish you all the best for that. And again, th- thanks for Thank engaging in the community, doing charity work. I mean, I know you do a lot of stuff. And hey, well, you were, had a quick pit stop last Saturday in Laurier Heights. Yeah, I did. Raiding uh, Gardens. Thank you so much yeah. for the delicious vegetables. <laughs> um, they're going to be put in a good use. Thank you, gotta, you so well, much. Well, maybe you'll make some borscht finally. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All I right. got a recipe, but uh, <laughs> so much work. Thanks for coming. I rather I rather make a beet salad to yeah. be uh, to be honest. Well, I love beet salad well, with some goat cheese you, and walnuts and. Uh, you got all the ingredients, man. Maybe you can put, make a little little side salad for the hammer. Yeah, no. uh. <laughs> I doubt he eats salads. He's probably a fast food burger guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Laddie. Uh, no we'll problem. see you next Thursday. Good luck at the event tonight. Uh, Thank you so much, Kevin. Uh, so much fun. Uh, 8 to 10 every Thursdays on Sports 1440 with Ladislav Schmid. When we come back at the top of the hour, wow, pretty lucky to have this guest come in. Uh, Bill Comrie, uh, he's done it all. Uh, boy, oh boy, founder of the Brick. Uh, uh, used to play in the Western League, uh, played for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, obviously a very successful businessman, owner of several professional for, uh, sports uh, franchises. We guessed with Bill at the top of the hour. First up, here's a sports update with the Duke.